Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, it's C. Sparky, 5 for 55 past the hour on a Lambo Tobacco Green and Gold Monday here on The Fan. Time for another Milwaukee Sports timeout. And to do that, we're joined now by CBS Sports writer for the Green Bay Packers. He is Zach Jacobson. Follow him on Twitter at It's Zachary J. Real nice and simple. A lot of people talking after the Packers lose to the Giants in London 27-22 about Joe Barry's job, whether or not it should be in question. But to be honest with you, I tend to put this more on the offensive struggles in the second half more than I do Joe Barry. What say you, Zach? No, I can't I can't fathom the guy's job being in, in jeopardy five games into the season. There's still so much time left. And the Packers aren't the Packers aren't a team, first of all, to to cut ties with a guy before the season's even over. I mean when they did it with Mike McCarthy, I was kind of really shocked, you know, with four games left in the season. But Joe Barry, I mean, they've shown they've shown flashes in this first, you know, month of the year. They've shown flashes of what they could potentially be, but they've also showed, you know, lows. It's it's a little bit of a roller coaster right now. They're adjusting a new personnel. They have a rookie linebacker starting alongside Devondre Campbell. You know, Jair Alexander's kind of you know, he he's they have Russell Douglas in the slot. It's it's just they're adjusting to all, you know, personnel changes, and they're still trying to form some chemistry. You know, I get it. You let Daniel Jones do what he did on Sunday in London, then, yeah, you know, that's a little cause for concern, and especially after last week, they let kind of Bailey Zapp, uh, Zappi have, have his way with them. But this is what it's going to be. It's going to be a roller coaster. And when the offense isn't producing, when they go three and out multiple times and Aaron Rodgers is throwing these, these hero balls to, to nothing down the field, then – you know, that's going to put the defense in unfavorable position, you know, and it's a game of momentum. The Giants stole all the momentum today and the Packers didn't do anything about it. I don't think it, it reflects poorly on Joe Barry at all. All right, let's talk about uh, I got a, a one, I guess, kind of negative to talk about, and then I got some positives on the defensive side of the ball. One of the negatives, and he was clearly mad because he was swearing after the game, is Raul Jewel Douglas and the penalties that were called on him, uh, and all of them really hurt this Packers defense. What did you make of the penalties that were thrown on Raul Jewel Douglas? Good calls, bad calls. What did you take out of it? 
No, I think they were absolutely justifiable. I mean, one of them, he got called for three penalties, and one of them he was just mean mugging the hell out of the receiver. And just he he, he, he held him twice in a single play, and that's just unacceptable. So, you know, I, I get it. The officiating is occasionally kind of shaky, but you got to figure out ways to, to combat that and get around it, you know. And Rasul Douglas, yeah, he was, he was very mad after the game, dropped multiple F-bombs. And, you know, he knows that there's a standard for him to play at. And there's a standard for the defense to play at, and they're not reaching it. They're not even coming close. So, yeah, the you know, the penalties were definitely, like, un- understandable, you know, given given the way the game was going. But either way, they shouldn't have been in a position where they're letting those penalties dictate the flow of the game. It should never it should never be in that situation. So, you know, if you ask me, I think Russell Douglas is playing out of position. I don't think they're playing him at a natural Spot where he's in the slot right now. You know, he's a big body, 6'2", six two, six two corner. He needs to be on the boundary where he played so well last year. Jair Alexander can put back into the slot. He has experience there. He played there at Louisville. You know, that's, I feel like, the best way to align these cornerbacks. And, you know, if, if Rasul Douglas is playing on the perimeter where he should be, perhaps he won't be in a position where he feels the need to hold. He won't get beat. So, you know, it, that's, that's, that's the game. So oh. then you just got to overcome Oh, Zach, 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 Zach. I can hear Packer fans yelling right now going, now wait a second, you're not putting it on Joe Barry, but now you're saying Rajul Douglas is playing out of position. Isn't that on Joe Barry then? You could argue that, yeah. But <laughs> they, they, when, they make, when they make these decisions as a coaching staff and as players, you know, it's not just like a coach telling a player, hey, here, do this. You know, it's, it's a meeting of the minds. Rasul Douglas signed up for that too, you know. so No doubt. Yeah, that's that's my stance on that. <laughs> hey, all right, so I want to talk about a couple of positives, or at least what I deem positives. I mean, no All-22 film, just watching it on TV. I wasn't in London, obviously, or anything. But I like, man, Jaron Reed had some nice plays there on the on the line, on the defensive line. TJ Slayton was playing like a man on the defensive line. I think those are a couple of bright spots from this defense uh, as we talk about that game on Sunday. Yeah, Jaron Reed, I mean, he's been very quietly a, a, just a very valuable pickup. Another one by Brian Gutekunst, you know, because that's kind of flew under the radar. When you, anytime you add a guy to the, the, the defensive line and he's playing behind Kenny Clark, yeah, you're probably not going to hear him that much, you know. But when, when Reed is on the field as a defensive end, I mean, he, he is making noise. He's making a name for himself right now. And, you know, it, it, they kind of need that because Devontae Wyatt, he's going to be a little, bit, a little bit of a project. I kind of equated him to, to the Rashawn Gary kind of career arc. You know, it kind of, kind of has a rough rookie year doesn't see the field that much, and he kind of works his way up, begins to establish, you know, establish himself as a household name. So, yeah, and I like, I like that you mentioned T.J. Slayton as well. He had that really, really nice play when he came in. Uh, very brief playing time for him today, but when he did come in, he he, he made his presence known. That's, that's big. If he can make a second-year jump, then it's going to be significant for the defensive line just as a whole. No doubt about it. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball now and the second-half struggles I think that uh, people are getting a little bit frustrated with the Green Bay Packers, and it, it happened again today. You couldn't get on the board uh, there in the second half. And earlier in the game, I tweeted out, I'm like, this doesn't yeah. s- seem like you know this is going to be that much of a game. It feels like that you know the Giants can't stop this Packers offense and whatever. Maybe I'm overreacting, and people right away are like, you're probably overreacting. This offense will die in the second half. You'll see. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. It did. There's a part of me, man, that goes back to Rodgers during the week talking about, and they brought it up on the broadcast about how I want to put on a show for my Packer fans in London, and you'll see, I want to throw it more. I'm going to talk to Manny LaFleur, who's, you know, he's in a bad mood now, but when he gets in a better mood, I'm going to talk to him. 
And you just saw him just consistently trying to take, make those deep throws, and there just wasn't anything there necessarily for him to throw to, and most of the throws he were, was making weren't on target anyhow. Yeah, I mean, you heard Aaron Rodgers. He said he wanted to air it out, and, you know, Matt LaFleur let him. Aaron Rodgers aired it out. He had 39 pass attempts. But, you know, the thing is the Giants were pretty much daring him to throw the football with the looks that they were giving him. They wanted him to throw the football, and he, he, he went for it. He said, okay. 39 pass attempts, but the problem is, this isn't 2011. You know, you don't have Randall Cobb. Well, you do have Randall Cobb, but you don't have Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and James Jones and Jermichael Finley at tight end. You don't have these guys where you can come out five wide and just air the ball out nonstop all day. That's not how this team is structured. That's not how Matt LaFleur's offense is supposed to be run. When you throw it 39 times to 19 rush attempts between your two starting caliber running backs, then you're losing your identity a little bit because the identity of this offense, I know everyone's talking today about, you know, oh, this team's five weeks into the season and they're still searching for an identity. They don't know who they are, this and that. Their identity is running the football. Their identity is everything stems from the play of this offensive line. Everything starts up front. How well they run the ball is dic- dictates how well they're going to throw the ball. That's just, that is the offense that we've seen the last three years under Matt LaFleur. And when they get away from that, like I get you want to put on show, you want to air it out. And the Giants were begging him to do that. It's just, it's not who they are. It is not who they are at all. And their best drives on Sunday against the Giants were the drives that had balance, where they were running the ball well, they stuck to it, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing hero ball and throwing it downfield. I think he went 0 for 4 on his on his downfield attempts in that third quarter. It's just it's not who they are. That's not their their method to success. You know, we talk about, you know, end of game scenarios there where they're driving back down there uh, for a chance to do something. And you got two shots at about the six, seven yard line. Uh, and both those shots, third and two, fourth and two, about one minute to go, they throw the ball. So giving the ball to Aaron Jones uh, or A.J. Dillon after the game. Uh, the quote from Aaron Jones is, I'd put my money on giving me or A.J. two downs to get two yards. I'd put my money mm-hmm. on it. That's Aaron Jones talking at the game. Now they had a stack box. Uh, in both those scenarios, again, like you said, daring Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, so that's exactly what he did. Do you think they made a mistake by not trying to force the run more? It's a little tricky to say because Aaron Rodgers said he liked the call. He liked the calls on both of those plays. But the thing is, like they, they've they've been running into a stacked box all game long. Yep. When they like, what, like, yeah, they were they were having no problem running the football, and both guys were were collectively averaging six yards a carry. There was no issue. They were running into a loaded box those times as well. So you take Aaron Jones and you take A.J. Dillon, give them those two chances just to get two yards on third and two. It's super easy to say that in, in retrospect, of course, because we saw, the way th- we saw the way it happened. We saw the way it unfolded. But, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's common sense, given the way the game had went up to that point. You're getting everything you want on the ground. Your offensive line is blocking their asses off. Get those two yards. Trust, trust your running backs. And... I get it, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he, he liked both of those play calls. And he had those one-on-one ma- matchups that he wanted. He had it on the throw to Randall Cobb on the, on the third and two and on the, on the fourth and two. He was going to give Alan Lazard a chance to use that, that massive frame of his to box out the defender and come down with the ball. He was going to put up a not, – not, he wasn't going to put up a fade, but, you know, that was technically the play design. He was just going to put it on a little more of a frozen rope to Lazard, but he didn't get enough air under it, batted down to the line of scrimmage, and – you know, game over. But so the, the calls were fine. They got the one-on-one matchups they wanted, but I still, I don't know, two yards, two measly yards, and you've been getting everything you, you've wanted the entire duration of the game, running into loaded boxes. That was it. 
because like you trust your running backs at that point. So at the end of the day, how are you going to remember this game in London for this Packers uh, team as far as why they lost this game? Where, where are you going to put your blame as far as, all right, this is the, the majority of the reason. Because we talked about several things that went wrong that we could point at. For you, what's your hang-up with this game for the Packers? I'll say when they didn't recover that muff punt. When Keyshawn Nixon wasn't able to corral it and the ball kind of squirted out of bounds, that was kind of the play where I was like, okay, so everything's just kind of going against them right now. <laughs> they were already kind of in the middle of their, of, the, of their collapse, and the Giants were, you know, they were in the middle of their five consecutive scoring drives in, in the second half. I mean, that was, that was kind of the moment, you know, and, and when the ball, like, literally doesn't bounce your way, then that's kind of just fade at that point. So that's really how I'm going to remember, like, you know, how, where this game kind of really went wrong. And it doesn't help that they produce like their offense fell asleep in the third quarter. And I think anytime that happens when you're not able to put, you don't have to put together a full game, you know, don't, it's hard to put together a full four quarter game in all three phases. It's, it's very difficult, but the thing is the Packers are putting like a, a little bit less of a two quarter game together. They're, they're not even putting three quarters on the field. They fall asleep in the third quarter. They take their foot off the gas. I mean, we saw it last week against the Patriots. So yeah, that, that, that's going to be how I remember it. That, that one opportunity where, where fate was kind of bouncing things back in their direction and they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it. But again, if you're a fan listening to, to you talk, Zach, I think a fan listening to you is saying, well, then LaFleur's getting out-coached in the second half of football games. Then this is on Matt LaFleur if he can't figure out how to adjust when the opposing defense makes adjustments to the Packers' offense. If he can't make his own adjustments, they're going to be in trouble. I think he absolutely got out-coached. I think he got out coached today. And there's there's nothing wrong with saying that either because the other guys get paid too. And a lot of people kind of forget that. They expect these, you know, a lot of people looked at the Giants and they thought they were kind of like a fraudulent 3 and one team. For like sure. they weren't as good as their records. But the thing is, like the, those guys get paid too. You know, that's still a good football team that is going to London to try. You know, they were the underdogs, undoubtedly. I mean, that was pretty much a home game for the Packers given, given the fan turnout. But those guys get paid too. And you can put as, as much blame on the coaches as you want, on Joe Barry, on Matt LaFleur. Brian Gutekunst probably will probably get blamed for some reason. I have no idea why, but someone will end up blaming him because that's just how Twitter works. But these guys need to execute. I mean, some of the plays were there. The players need to execute what's, what's given to them. So it was, it was a failure pretty much on, on both parts. It was a failure on the coaching staff. It was a failure on the players for not executing. You know, it's hard, it's hard to say when we're not – you know, we haven't watched the actual, like, the All-22 yet. Right. We have no idea what, what is going on in those meetings or on the sideline and what players are being told to do and how plays were supposed to go. You know, maybe a receiver ran the wrong way on one, on one of Aaron Rodgers' deep throws. You know, maybe uh, on a lot of the called runs, maybe Aaron Rodgers checked out of them at the line of scrimmage and they should have had way more than 19 rush attempts. You know, we have no idea. So the blame falls on both, on both parties. All right, let's talk about what happens next because, you know, you choose not to take the bye week after the London trip. You choose to let them put it wherever they want to put it, which is farther down into the season. And instead, you get the Jets, who, you know, I mean, might as well be a bye week when you consider it's the Jets, but the Jets just put up 40 points on the Dolphins. Uh, on Sunday, Jai Alexander is talking in the locker room about, well, you know, you know, if if this happens against the Jets, you know, then I'll be worried. And then Rodgers finds out about it. He gets all hot and bothered. He doesn't want Jair talking that way. But but realistically, I mean, if they stub their toe and lose to the Jets, I don't think I'm going to have the patience to say, well, you know, they're coming off of London, jet lag and so forth. I mean, that's that's kind of the deal. They they decided for this to be the deal themselves by playing this game 
after the London game. This is on them if they don't figure this out. Yeah, absolutely. They, like you said, they had the option to to opt for a later bye week and you know, or or a bye week after the London trip, and they thought, okay, yeah, we'll we'll be fine. They probably looked at. I guarantee you, they looked at that that Giants game on the schedule, and they did not think the Giants would be in a position to give them trouble. Yep, I, I promise you that exactly. That is exactly what the conversation how that happened. You know, the Jets they they're three and two, same record as the Packers. They just smacked up the Dolphins, and the Packers like the the, the worst part is about this is. They're coming off the easy portion of their schedule. You know, they, they, they had the Bears. The Buccaneers, obviously, that's a tough conference game. But then they had the Patriots, and they had the Giants, games that they should have won. They should be going into, I think, I think it, they'll be assuming they won the games they were supposed to win. They were supposed to be 6-1 going into that game at Buffalo. So, yeah, they're, they're in a very kind of, you know, Aaron Rodgers said it today. The margin for error, given the way they're playing, is, very, very, very thin, almost non-existent. So it, they they can't afford to make some of the mistakes that they're making because they're not a team that's built to to remedy those mistakes. You know, they're not a team that's built to come back from those mistakes. And we see it; they get punched in the mouth, and it's like they they tuck their tail between their legs and they collapse within themselves. This 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 team is not built right now to handle adversity. And I know everyone will point last week to the Patriots, like, oh, they they came back, they went to overtime, they won in overtime, but it was again Bailey Zapp. Zappy. Okay, so I wouldn't really put too much stock into a game like that, but it count wins count the same. So you know, if if they struggle to to handle this Jets team, then yeah, it would probably be hard it, hard not to panic. But real you know, the reality is they just need to hit the reset button, treat every game just one game at a time. Today they're one they're 0 one. Tomorrow they'll be 0 and O and they need to handle it as a new week. He is Zach Jacobson, Green Bay Packers beat writer for CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter at It's Zachary J. Zach, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me. Have a good one. Absolutely. Take care. There he is, Zach Jacobson, uh, on the Milwaukee Sports timeout on a Lambo Tobacco Green and Gold Monday on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.